0: what is going on everybody welcome to another episode of ghost in the night a hauntings and paranormal podcast i am phil Samps. thank you so much for tuning in today if you're a new visitor welcome and i really hope you subscribe you like what you hear and if you're a long-time listener or not I should say long-time listener but if you've listened to this podcast in the, in the past thank you so much for returning and checking out more of our podcast and videos um today is going to be a little paranormal spooky story time episode Ghost in the Night with Phil Sands doesn't love a scary story. I know I do, and I'm sure you do if you're checking out this podcast or watching the video. Now, why do we like scare stories? Probably cuz it strikes an emotion in us and it whether that emotion's fear or whatever, we connect to things that draw out or touch us on an emotional level and fear is there's no more primal emotion than fear. And so scary stories really really tap into that. That's why we love them. That's why I love them. And if you love them, that's why you listen to this podcast. And I'm going to share a couple with you today. Now, both these uh, stories come from Max Paranormal. Um, He has a YouTube channel where he lets people send in their ghost stories or their experiences. And he tells their story in video form. Really great. Head on over to YouTube. Check out his um, YouTube channel. And while you're over there, just go ahead and subscribe to mine if you're not already a subscriber. So big thanks to him for doing the hard work and producing really great videos and letting me share them with you today. I picked these for two particular reasons. The first reason is they de- the subject matter deals with stuff that's not necessarily ghost. The very first episode does, or first, I should say, uh, story does have some a ghost element in it because it's basically a two-parter. Um, But the other parts of the first, the other part of the first story and the second story are more of the supernatural and ghosts don't really affect me. I don't get too creeped out by ghosts whatsoever, especially if I'm on an investigation. However, when you're talking about the supernatural, that's a different ballgame. That does put a, send a tingle down my spine sometimes and kind of gets me leery at times. So that's one reason why I picked both these stories, because it doesn't, It deals with something that really taps into something in my psyche that kind of makes me a little uneasy, I guess you should say. Second reason is the very first set of stories that I'm going to share with you comes from Annie McCole. Now, some of you who have listened to this podcast know I had Annie on this podcast a few episodes back, maybe a month or so back, and she actually did share these stories, I believe, with me while I interviewed her. But I thought it was well worth revisiting because, like I said, they're creepy and they freak me out. And plus, he does a great job telling the stories. Let's go ahead and uh, play these stories for you and I'll be back after the first one.
1: This story was submitted by Annie of The Ghosts That Know Me. If you have a paranormal encounter and want it told on the channel, submit your experience to MyGhostStory.com. As a child, Annie always felt that a presence was following her. She would see shadow people and ghostly images in the corner of her eye. Even though these experiences were vivid, she blew them off as a part of her imagination. As she got older, Annie encountered phenomenon That convinced her friends that she was seeing spirits. Her first incident happened in a local marina. Annie enjoyed spending time on the ocean. And her best friend was a boat captain who lived on a large Hatteras. One night, while hanging out on the second level of the boat, Annie suddenly became consumed in a trance. She looked out into the distant sea and perceived what looked like a woman with beautiful blonde curls wearing a white dress that illuminated the darkness that engulfed her. She was singing and calling out to Annie. Annie couldn't help herself. She started slowly walking towards the edge of the boat. She couldn't control her body and right before she took her first step off the edge, her friend grabbed her and asked her what the hell she was doing. Annie responded with, Can't you see her? She's calling out to me. It took a few moments, but Annie eventually came to her senses. She didn't know how to comprehend what just happened. Her friend told her that there was a local sea legend where a woman was known to beckon people to their death. Annie very skeptically blamed the moon's twilight and the drink she had at dinner for her behavior. About a year later, she would undergo an occurrence that would leave her perplexed about her supernatural abilities. Annie moved to another sea town and her friend Jay would show her around. The area was known for its bars and restaurants. Many of them were featured in magazines and TV shows for their quaint sea town atmosphere. Jay took Annie to one of the oldest restaurant bars in town. The building had been there for decades. As they sat down by the bar and started drinking, Annie very jokingly started describing groups of people she would see in the restaurant. She began poking fun at the different style of clothing these people were wearing from different time periods. Even though the place was empty, Annie continued to speak about the people she saw. After a while, Annie and Jay left the bar and called it a night. The next day, Jay sat Annie down for a serious talk. He told her that he thinks she can see spirits. Annie, still a skeptic, told Jay that it wasn't possible, that she was just having a bit of fun and was drunk. But Jay was convinced that she had the gift to see spirits. He told her that she described the people down to the smallest details, like their buttons, belts, and colors of clothing, even the styles from different time periods. And he sat there for a while, and then recounted her experiences growing up, seeing the shadow people and apparitions, being called out by a ghostly woman at sea, And now this. She continued to contemplate the idea and eventually agreed with Jay that at the very least she was sensitive to paranormal energy. It wouldn't be until a haunted object that turned Annie from a paranormal skeptic into a believer.
0: Okay, that was the first story. It's a supernatural. It deals with two parts: the supernatural, and then the little ghost experience or spirit experience in the bar with her friend. Now, let's talk about the supernatural version first. Sirens are—that's not your typical mermaid tale, right there. And they date back to Greek ancient Greek mythology. You know, they would say these sirens would draw sailors off their boats and take them to their death in the oceans. Um, like there's not enough in the oceans to kill you. We got to add this into it. But that is something that really, you know, sets, makes me uneasy and makes me nervous because, you know, that legend is about a supernatural being that can basically get you to do whatever it wants you to. And if that means draw you to your death, then so be it. And the fact that you could actually, something could do that to you and basically make you. Essentially, kill yourself without having any control. That is freaky as hell, and I don't want any part of it. Now, the second part of that story was, I remember her telling me this story when I had her on. It was, you know, that is, how freaky is that? You know, you're out with your friends, you're out with your friend, and you go to a bar, and you're having a good time, tossing down a few cold ones, and, you know, you start talking about the people around you and you're explaining things, and what you're seeing, their outfits, and everything, and then your friend says, basically, who the hell are you talking to? What the hell are you talking about? I mean, that has to be so difficult for somebody with any kind of sense of abilities or psychic abilities, you know, to separate the real from the spirit world. I mean, I know that would make me, if I was her friend, I'd be saying, okay, it's time to kind of get the padded jacket here. Let's go. But you know, it's still kind of freaky that you can walk into a place and interact with people that actually aren't even there. That's what paranormal paranormal investigators are trying to do. And that's what I've try to do when I go out on an investigation. I, you know, try to interact and get document the existence and communicate with the spirit world or any kind of spirits that are floating around there. And just try to get proof of the afterlife. So that first story is super creepy. Especially that first part of it. Now, let's go ahead and play the second story, which is really creepy and basically I don't like because it scares the shit out of me.
1: This story belongs to Anna Lee. Follow Anna Lee on Twitter at Anna Lee underscore YT. And be sure to visit her channel for more great horror content. Before I start Anna's story, I caution you to not listen to it during the summer. If it is by chance summer for you, close this out and wait until another time to listen. Since it's winter now from where I'm from, I feel it's safe to share Anna's story. Again, if it's summer for you, close this out and watch something else. You see, Anna is majoring in journalism. And during her second semester as a freshman, she applied to get a job as a news writer and photographer for the school's newspaper. She was excited when they contacted her and gave her details for her first assignment. She was instructed to attend an EDM concert and take photographs of the performers and crowd. The project was exciting for Anna, but also very overwhelming. Being a photographer meant that Anna only had four hours to edit, copyright, and upload pictures to the newspaper servers. The concert started at 7 and lasted until about 11 p.m. After successfully taking pictures at the concert, Anna then took an Uber to the communication building and uploaded the photos. She didn't finish until about 4 a.m. Even though Anna was exhausted, she still had a 30 minute walk to her dorm. As Anna was packing up to walk home, She remembered her mother's cautious words prior to the assignment. Anna's mother advised her to call the campus police after she was finished so they could escort her home. But Anna's phone had unfortunately died, and she didn't mind the walk back home. She knew the campus well and figured that the only threat she would face would be drunk college students trying to walk back to their dorms. So she finished packing and started her long walk back to her dorm. The route that Anna had to take involved a patch of forest. The forest isn't very abundant and the school's lights are visible, so Anna never felt unsafe or scared. She had walked through the forest numerous times, which made this occasion no different. But as Anna was walking through the forest, she couldn't shake an uneasy feeling that overpowered her. She felt as if someone was following her, and every so often she would look over her shoulder to see if anyone was there. Every time she checked, nothing. She was all alone and the campus was quiet. It wasn't until she heard a faint whistling that Anna became alarmed. At first she didn't recognize the tune, but as she continued to listen, the melody became familiar. It was the chorus to the song Daisy Bell on a bicycle built for two by Nat King Cole. The voice was whistling the chorus over and over again. The whistling sent shivers down Anna's spine. She turned around and started to yell and threaten to whoever was following her to leave her alone and go home. After she was done shouting, the whistling stopped. She looked around and noticed that she was all alone. She chuckled to herself because she thought she was losing her mind. Anna told herself that she had a long night and that her mind was playing tricks on her. So she composed herself and continued to walk back home. That's when the whistling started up again, only it was louder this time and sounded as if it was getting closer. At this point, Anna was too scared to look behind her, so she started walking faster. As she was walking, she could hear running footsteps being accompanied by the whistle. This is when Anna bolted and started running as fast as she could while carrying her heavy camera equipment. As she made her way out of the forest, she could still hear the whistling only it got quieter as she got closer to campus buildings. When Anna could no longer hear the whistling, she stopped to catch her breath. Anna was petrified and was trying her best to calm herself down from having a panic attack. When she made it back to her dorm, her roommate was asleep. Anna didn't share that same luxury. She couldn't sleep. Anna was trying her best to process her terrifying experience. After pondering her thoughts, Anna decided that she needed answers. She wasn't going to get those answers from her roommate because she gets scared easily and wouldn't believe her. She would also accuse Anna of trying to scare her. It wouldn't be until the following semester, when Anna befriended a Native American student named Adrian, that she would get her answers. One day, Adrian asked Anna how she felt about horror movies and ghost stories. Thrilled with the question, Anna replied that she was a huge fan of that kind of stuff and ended up telling him about her experience in the forest. After she finished telling her story, she noticed that Adrian's face went pale. Anna laughed and figured that she gave him a good scare. Adrian eventually snapped out of his fear and disclosed his concern about Anna's story. He told her that some native tribes believe and fear in the creatures known as skinwalkers. The natives believe that skinwalkers can transform into animals as well as Former loved ones, and mimic their voices in order to lure people. Anna's blood ran cold. Being scared was an understatement, especially when Adrian asked if the whistled song had any sort of connection to one of her loved ones. Anna's blood only got colder when she realized that her grandpa used to sing that song to her grandmother, whose nickname was Daisy. Whenever Anna's grandfather would give a bouquet of daisies to her grandmother, he would sing "Daisy Bell" on a bicycle built for two, by Nat King Cole. The whistle tune Anna heard in the forest. Adrian also told Anna that skinwalkers hunt during the summer, so it's forbidden to talk about them during the summer season. Since it was December, Adrian felt that it was okay to talk about skinwalkers, but warned her to never bring up this story again. Anna questioned why this attack happened in the spring. Instead of the summer, Adrian concluded that the skinwalker probably woke up early and was hungry. If it's summer and you just listen to honest story, be careful. Don't go anywhere alone. And beware of stray animals and your loved ones. For it could be a skinwalker in disguise.
0: now if you know anything about skinwalkers you know that is something that the native american culture takes very seriously and there's not much that freaks them out but you they don't even like talking about skinwalkers just like what they talked like what he talked about in the uh in that story you know luckily for me i'm filming this in march therefore i'm safe now if you're catching this video or podcast in the summer months, you're screwed. You should have subscribed and caught it when I first put it out. Um, but skinwalkers, if you don't know a lot about them, that basically is, you know, accounts vary, but the Native Americans believe it is a person or a witch or a shaman who is practicing the darker arts, you know, black magic and such. And to obtain power, they have to do something heinous. And a lot of that deals with human sacrifice, consumption of human flesh and the here's the tricky part is if for them to keep that power they have to maintain doing that they have to continue to do it so effectively they are basically hunting us and how scary is that with knowing that there's a supernatural being out there that's actively hunting us to maintain their power that is exactly why that culture is so Leary to discuss it and they take it very seriously. Hope you enjoyed these two stories. I hope you got a kick out of them. I hope you sh- leave us a comment at philsamps.com. The show notes that is where you can find the show notes for this episode and every other episode I produce. Um, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, be sure to leave us a comment, hit the thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, be sure to. Uh, Check us out and if you like what you see, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Also, don't forget you can follow us at night underscore ghost on Twitter. That is really the best place to interact with me. I'm there constantly, always doing updates with what's going on with the podcast, what's going on with the video and the YouTube channel. So be sure to follow us. Follow us on Twitter at night underscore ghost. Also, if you like this podcast, head over to PhilSams.com, which is the official home of ghost of the night at the present time we do have a paranormal merchandise page philsams.com slash paranormal dash merchandise pick up a podcast t-shirt or any of the other things we have in that little store right there we greatly appreciate it thank you for your support and thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast until next week take care everybody